This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And welcome to another edition of Midweek Menches. I am your host, Christy. At Waffle House on Twitter, we got Ant from Brooklyn, we got Schweitz up in the Great White North, we got Mike Ryan fan accounts smoking them big doinks in Amish, we got Allie, Cat, we got Steak Sauce coming to us from work, and we got Mayor Matt Santini of Cartersville, Georgia. How's everybody doing this evening? Everybody answer me all at once right now. Excellent. Outstanding. Wonderful. Very good. Awesome. Fantastic. Woohoo! Woohoo! Steak, uh, you look kind of different right now, man. You are at work, which you've recorded many a podcast from, except you're not wearing a mask. No. Uh, New Mexico dropped its mask mandate on Friday. Um, my office every year no longer required to wear a mask in the building on Monday. So you get to see my ugly mug. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How does that feel, man? It feels really weird. Like at the same, like on one hand, it's like, wow, things are getting normal again. Like, thank God, you know. But on the other hand, I'm like, I got so used to just like wearing a mask, you know. Sure. And just, uh, and also, I mean, it's based on the honor system. Like, it's you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated, obviously. Right. But they're not forcing you to prove that you've been vaccinated. Sure, sure. So I don't like. It's a, it's a dangerous game here, you know. But I was. <laughs> So some would say a, the most dangerous game. Yeah. I covered a soccer game on Saturday, the day after they lift, lifted the mask mandate in New Mexico. And half the people were still wearing masks. I wore my mask because right. I was, you know, I was working. But uh, half the people weren't. Half the people were shaking hands and hugging. Others were still doing the weird, like, elbow thing right. that we, we all adopted during the pandemic. You know? Yep. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, over here, it's normal. Over here, it's still pandemic. This part of the parking lot, you can hug each other. Over here, you can six feet away. It was just... It's so funny, these uh, these psychological things that we do, like whether they help or not, it is it is going to take a while for everybody to get back to normal. I was talking with a buddy of mine who is vaxxed up and he met up with some friends at a little dive bar that we all play shows at. And he said, like, within half an hour, he completely forgot that masks were a thing. <laughs> like it completely felt like he, he said he was he was kind of like shocked how quickly it felt normal not to be masked up again. And I haven't been in many situations where I haven't been masked uh, in confined areas. Like you work in an office space, you work in like a, a newspaper. I work in big bay doors, kind of garages where there's lots of air circulation. So I've been in contact with people without wearing masks, but it doesn't feel, it's not very stressful to me, you know, but like, imagining myself being in like office with a bunch of other people and not knowing whether they're vaxxed or not and nobody wearing masks still feels bizarre. How's everybody else? Like where, where, where is everybody at in your neck of the woods as far as wearing masks? Allie, what's it like where, where you're at in uh, Tennessee? 
Uh, COVID doesn't really exist here. So you okay. don't really ever, you didn't see masks a year ago, even though there was the quote mandate, nobody ever wore them. I always wore it. Just, sure. It's kind of like a personal thing because I didn't have to pluck my facial hair right. that grows. So I could just put on a mask and I wouldn't have to bother plucking all these little like chin hairs that pop up. That's what happened to me. Like I, I just stopped, <laughs> I stopped plucking my uh, chin hair and this is what happened over the past year. Uh, Schweitz, what about you up in Canada? I know they take things uh, pretty seriously up there. Yeah, it's um, it's been a bit different how they've handled the pandemic here. People slightly. It, it didn't feel as political. Yes, it didn't. It didn't feel as political from that sense, but also uh, they've had a much harder time dealing with outbreaks and stuff. Um, they're behind the U.S. in a lot of things just because U.S. has the buying power. They're you know taking the vaccines first, and then the the demographic uh, the demographics of the country are mostly cities. So if you think of, you know, it's not like a small town here, a small town there that's getting vaccines. It's they're just trying to concentrate in very populated areas, which gotcha. uh, cause bigger headaches. So we're, we're very behind. Gotcha. gotcha. But people wear masks. So well, that's, that's good to hear. That's good. To hear. What about you, mayor? Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to Allie in Georgia. We were one of the earlier States to uh, reopen back up. And, uh, but you know, we've, it's been an interesting, I, I talked to you for about an hour on that, but I won't, but the, you know, the truth of the matter is Georgia uh, got rid of their mask mandate, I guess, after the, you know, a little bit earlier than most or open businesses earlier than most. And then, you know, the CDC changing requirements were all without masks. We worked through the whole thing, being at a radio station, you mentioned working in close quarters. We've just gotten so accustomed to making sure that we were staying six feet away from each other. Uh, even though there are times, you know, when you're trying to get into studios and whatnot, it, um, it, it is a change. It's different being allowed to be near people again. Uh, unfortunately, I was at a funeral today and uh, had a visitation the night before. And, you know, to see people that are not masked up, I'm fully vaccinated. So I felt comfortable, but, um, you know, it's still just trying to find that balance between the people that aren't quite comfortable yet. And the people that are. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a big change. I know like as you two both said like certain states to have opened up a little a little earlier than others but but hearing it from official sources and you know like so a place like the cdc which i i do feel like tries to stay as apolitical as agencies go um uh it it absolutely feels bizarre to get that messaging from an apolitical organization like that ali go ahead so I actually get to experience this next week. I'm taking the family to the Indianapolis 500 next weekend in Indiana. And Whoa. even with the CDC guidance that you don't have to wear a mask outdoors, they're still going to require the 40% attendance rate. Everybody needs to wear a mask wow. the entire time you're on the property. So that's the 135,000 people that are still going to be there because it can hold 300,000 people. So it's going to be interesting to see how people balance that because you're not going to be able to get in without a mask on. And we'll all still be spaced out and whatnot. We actually got better seats because everybody's spaced out. We're higher up, so we get to see more. But it'll just be interesting to see how that gets balanced out. So I had no idea that Indianapolis 500 held 300,000 people. That's like more than the entire city and county that I live in. So that's like, okay, (laughs) holy shit. That's like 150% of my entire county that has Wilmington, North Carolina in it, all at the Indianapolis 500 uh, race. What's it called? Just the- It's IMS, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay. It's, the right. two, it's a two mile track, but 
yeah, it holds 300,000 people. I had to book my hotel like six months ago and I still couldn't book anywhere near downtown. I had to book like 15 minutes outside of Indianapolis. Okay. Well, that is uh, that sounds like a hell of a time. I'm stoked that you guys are getting to go to that. That sounds rad. Okay, uh, Steak, you had another topic, didn't you? What else did you want to talk about this evening? I did. I, uh, I've won $1,500 betting on sports so far today. So far, I've got a couple bets out there. So that's, uh, that's, that's two months in a row that I've made a mortgage payment off of uh, sports betting. So uh, let that be a lesson to you, kids. Anybody out there listening, that you too can pay your mortgage with Steak Sauce's uh, oh, betting hold, strategy. But hold on, Steak. How many mortgages have you lost? <laughs> wow. We're, we're, we're it's not important, Lou. We're talking about the positives, Lou. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> like. Uh, so are you, are you going to buy Pam a microphone? I'll buy anybody anything they want. <laughs> That that is the one flaw in steak strategy, is he's a, a super generous dude. So like you know the old saying, "Easy come, easy go." That goes uh, triple for steak sauce. Uh, he is money man. He can always he, make more of it. Though. He walks into the club and makes it rain cameos instead of dollars. <laughs> like that's that's uh, just imagine steak sauce doing that out of the palm of his hand. Uh, so, um, hell yes. So, so what? My my uh, my big winnings today and last month, you know, the last few months actually got me thinking. I've always wanted to be a professional gambler. Like, I love the idea of just living in Vegas and betting on sports for a living. And I was wondering, what are some of your dream jobs? Like, you wake up tomorrow and you can pick any job in the world to do. Like, what are you doing? Oh, shit. That's a good question. I know That's Lou's amazing. already because Lou is living his dream of being a hat welder. Yeah. <laughs> What about yeah. being an underwater hat welder? I hear they make Ooh. even better money. <laughs> Got my scuba's license. Uh, Mayor Matt, or uh, let's go to Aunt Brooklyn, actually. Uh, you look like you're pondering still. Aunt, what is your dream job? Wow, that's, uh, you know, I, I think, sadly, I think my dream job would be similar to steaks. I, I would love to be, like, wearing... Not that this is necessarily the way steak would do it, but wearing ugly suits, big gold chains, hanging out in Vegas, working the clubs, hitting the sports books, seeing, you know, where can you get the better lines from and sort of just, you know, degenerately making through the day, I guess. Gambler. <laughs> it is. You have to have a uniform, man. Yeah. You know, where the order from Goodfellas, kind of when he shows up the house and he's got to, yeah. like, cover up the chain. I was going to say, Ant completely gets sent out west of Vegas to, like, run the, the floor of the casino for, for uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Or, I'm not or, Fredo, uh, Joe but Pesci. I'll take that gig. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you make your bones out there, basically. Uh, let's see. Mike Ryan fan account, what is your dream job? So I have two. So I have one, okay. if we're counting, like, money as part of it, I'd want to be an artist. And I would do it the style, the same style Enrique Iglesias has adopted, where he will only go to like a continent once a year. Uh-huh. So like he lives in Miami, chills, goes to a random continent for a week, picks up I don't know how many million dollars, uh-huh. and goes back to Miami and chills for three months, and then does it again. So that's like the perfect freaking life. Uh, that's that's what I would do such it. a good random fucking answer. Murph, that is so so perfect. Okay, what is your second one? 
So if it weren't about money and I didn't have an angelic voice, I guess, I would be a pool, uh, not a pool, a beach towel person that like puts the, the towel on the, oh my God, that'd be awesome. I worked okay, a lot so of overtime. Kind of a cabana boy. Uh, like or, Yeah, or... But, I, but I would make it very clear that my role is only to mess with the towels. I'm not okay. picking up the chairs. I'm not taking orders. I'm not doing any of that crap. I'm just putting towels down. Well, you know, okay. while they do their thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not dealing Excellent. with people at all. Just walking on the beach, putting down towels. Excellent. I, I can't I, believe I, you didn't say uh, Mike Ryan's personal assistant. Wow. That's a big old oh, oh, man. We're now we're talking like he is a big fan of that, but it doesn't say uh, Mike Ryan personal assistant dream job fan account. You know what I mean? Like he does. Obviously, he loves Mike Ryan, but we're talking in the whole wide world. This is just uh, his Twitter presence. Um, Mayor Roma, Matt, you, if you come up with, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Murph. I was gonna say uh, Roma's dog walker. That's my dream job. Okay, okay, love it, love it. <laughs> uh, Mayor Matt, go ahead. Well, prisoner of the moment here, I, and again, I'm gonna sound very Pollyanna. I think I've got my dream job. I always wanted to be in radio. Yes, it's small market, and uh, get to call sports on the radio. I think a lot of people would would like to have that. Uh, I'm watching the Braves in one eyeball right now. As tough as that is, it'd be, it'd be great to be an Atlanta Braves play-by-play uh, -play guy. Uh, the second job would be, I don't know if you saw me looking at my phone a minute ago, but the uh, the mayoral duties, um, some jerk, uh, we caught him on tape beating up a dog, and uh, he's been arrested. And uh, my second favorite job would be to just to walk around and beat the hell out of people that abuse animals. Hell yes. All right, we got a walking tall moment from uh, the mayor yeah, there. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, okay, what would be your uh, choice weapon to beat the hell out of someone? Are you going just with your oh, fists, you know? Yeah, I'm going with the, with this guy. Uh, I'm going bare fists and okay, all right. consistently yeah. and just turning him into ground beef. Okay, I didn't know if it was going to be like a two-by-four situation, I, a baseball bat. I've got two steel pipes hanging from my shoulders i'll be just fine hell yes i love it i love it i think i would go with a hammer just a uh just a claw hammer your classic carpenter hammer uh i think pound for pound if you connect with the, that thing actually a butcher's hook would be good too one of those things oh, where they just dig into the meat when they start <laughs> jesus all right i'm in a little hell bit yeah. of a violent mood so <laughs> we've got a violent hair on our I, I love it i love it man all right who else has got a dream job for me uh, lou go ahead all right. Uh, like Stake like said, I do have a pretty awesome dream job as it is. Uh, I work for myself and I get to make hats all day. But uh, I would love to be a, a musician on the road. I, uh, I spent a couple of my 20s doing that. Uh, it was so much fun, even though I was playing absolutely nobody. And occasionally we would play a show and there would be like 50 people. And it was awesome. And I would, I, I would love to be able to like just be able like a huge, I don't want to be a huge star. Sure. Like stadiums, I want something where it's like 500 fans that come out and you know, like that, something like that. What I find would be amazing. By the way, uh, Matt, um, I love Pollyanna reference to that. Pollyanna. Um, I, I I watch this. I love those old Disney movies, and I always reference that. My wife looks at me like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "What's so good about Sundays?" Well, it's a whole another six days, so it's Sunday again. Or seven yeah, days. That's that's such a good answer. Uh, we just booked a show for the end of the month is an outdoor show here in Wilmington. So I will be playing live music again. It's been a year and a half. Nice. I I I, I do miss that. It's 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 a 
for those of you who have got to experience it, it's a really fun, just, it's, I don't know. I, I there's don't know, nothing it's, like it. Yeah. It's just different. Like, especially just getting up there, there's like this very vulnerable, I'm doing something I might screw up, but it's just fun to get up there and just play and just enjoy playing music. It's hundred percent. I, I love it. It's, I'm, I'm jealous of Chris. I've got a way to make dreams come true because you mentioned 500 seat venues. Of course I manage one of those. You and me and Yeti, we're all vaccinated and wanting to get together. Come on up here, take the stage of the grand. There won't be anybody in there, but we can, we can, you know, we can get you on stage playing. Hey, if, uh, if you, if you get the Billy Gilday, uh, uh, organized again with the bowling tournament, can my yep. band come and play? I'll even do pirate radio, oh. which they don't, they don't know yet, but I'll, I'll do it like acapella. Like I'll just <laughs> be up there alone. We, ha we have a downtown pavilion. We'll have an outdoor, we can do outdoor music all day Hell long. Oh yes. All right. Schweitz, give me your, uh, dream job. What would, what would you choose? So my dream job, I actually, uh, Got to pursue it in 2012. I was a blacksmith for six months. Oh, damn. It, uh, That's cool as hell. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us about that experience. Like, what, why, why only six months? Because I was terrible at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so a swing and a miss I, as a blacksmith. A little bit. I had, I had left uh, the job that I moved to Canada for um, and had been done uh, welding classes and got certified in uh, welding and then I wanted to do metal work but I'm like I really want to do blacksmithing and it's like does that exist especially in a city and then I found somebody who had a small blacksmith shop and I contacted him it's like hey I you know have welding training I can work with metal looking for work what do you got and he's like sure come on you know I'll hire you okay. uh, I thought he would be training me sort of like a not an official apprenticeship, but there would be a lot of hands-on training involved. Sure. Now, this gentleman happened to be the president of another company that just happened to take off. So he was never in the shop with me. So I was left. It was me and somebody else who also had a welding background that were just left to our own devices <laughs> to, figure it out. To, to do projects and stuff like that. So um, with no training, I wasn't going to be I, like, I'm not creative enough to pick it up. I can do a lot of the, the functional stuff, but right. I was not going to be able to to problem solve the way that I needed to or, or design the way that I needed to without uh, some more formal training. So eventually uh, I was told to leave, which left me with stacks of business cards the way Billy Gill did. <laughs> what were some of the things that you were asked to make? Like, as, uh, like it's like, hey, we, as it was like, hey, uh, this, this guy wants a 12-inch knife with serrated edges, edges. So we generally, what we would do... So what blacksmiths currently do, like, and you can go and if you look up like blacksmith classes, a lot of times they're out in the country and stuff like that. They do a lot of work around uh, farms. It's usually custom parts or, you know, whatnot that somebody needs specially done. We were asked, um, so like one of the first jobs we did, uh, a bar contacted us because they bought a whole new set of bar stools with metal bases, but uh, they found that they weren't structurally um sound enough for their clientele so we took i think a hundred of their bar stools brought them back to our shop um welded support bars all over them we've also you know that was one of the first things we've made like some art pieces some sculptural work uh custom brackets that people wanted to hang you know very specific pieces of art in their house um we also did some you know just higher functional welding and just sort of played around with things 
That so. totally sounds like a uh, a Greg Cody job that he would pine after, like the trash, you know, trash man, or uh, like that sounds exactly. like 100%. he would pick your brain for hours at that. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Okay, Allie, what would your dream job be? So mine would, I have two of them because it's dependent on how my stomach is. So if I have a different stomach, then I would okay. be like what Mike Ryan said a few months ago, Formula One driver, because you get to Hell see yeah. places all over the world. You get to drive sure. the coolest race cars, go super fast, fans just yelling your name, screaming where your with merch. Like the oh. rich of the rich, you yeah, because they're at, yeah they're at Monaco this week. Yeah. That's like where everybody comes with their super fancy like super yachts and just chills, gets drunk, watches some race cars. But if I had the same stomach, which I have now, I would just troll people on the internet into the deep, deep, dark web and find like domestic terrorists on parlor okay, and then okay. report them to like a three letter agency. Okay. I thought you were going to go and somewhere funny. So I started names, laughing. Right? <laughs> Sorry, mayor. Go ahead. Say that again. And find obscure middle names and voting records on people. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. That'll, uh, that, that'll make sense in a couple of weeks when we release that episode. Yeah. It's what scary about you, what you put on the internet. What's your dream job? Do you have it as a oh, shit? I haven't been or, thinking uh, of one yet. Uh, or, uh, minister. Um, hey, let me uh, filibuster for you, Will. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. Just looking at Schweitz, and you had to guess what he had to do. How many guesses would it take before you got to blacksmith? Like two or three? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. It, it, he looks like a blacksmith from Game of Thrones or something. He does. I could picture him like banging out a sword on like an anvil, you know? Like, Absolutely, hundred percent. I've got him working one of those long sword, long saws, and those high forests in the in the canadian woods yeah i can see that too i could totally That's see that too, yeah. you kind of look now. like uh and i hope you don't take this as an insult you kind of look like the hound schweitz oh yeah right like yeah. I'll, go I'll, google a picture of the it. hound like yeah facial wounds Pre-facial wounds, Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. If you had yeah. the long, stringy hair, like you've got the... Yeah, you look exactly... <laughs> holy shit. You look just like the hound, man. I did not realize it until now. Uh, you got to post a picture. I know My you're... He's so proud. Uh, uh, you've got a picture of... Uh, was it Bebop or Rocksteady is your Twitter profile? Bebop currently. Okay, okay. Uh, you need a picture of your face on there so that our listeners can actually see what you look like on Twitter. Um, my dream job, that is a good-ass question. I do not know. Probably uh, just talking into a microphone all the time uh, to give my coworkers some relief. Um, like, if I could, uh, like, actually podcast for a living. Um, I know that's not very uh, grandiose or anything, but... Um, 
yeah, just to give my wife and coworkers uh, some relief. Uh, if I could talk into a mic, I could get everything out of my system uh, day in and day out. So I'm going to go with podcaster as my, my dream job, I think. Yeah. All right. Who's got another topic for this week? Go ahead, Mayor. Mayor's got a bunch of them. I've only got a million. I'm strap it on, guys. Wait a second. Don't strap what on? <laughs> so I've got a bunch. And again, going back to the job that I do sometimes is doing play-by-play. The sound bites of Dan Stu and uh, David Sampson doing play-by-play of the Marlins. And the hilarious, that was one of the funniest segments. I could not laughing at that. That was absolutely phenomenal. Here's the other thing. Hadn't been released yet, but the whole thing was Smitty when he started with Witty when they started talking and and they all started yelling goal. That was yes. Jeanette, Jeanette started that. You'll catch that one a little bit later on as well. The manly man off, absolutely phenomenal. Have you ever noticed that Dan when he gets real upset about stuff, he gets real squeaky? <laughs> yeah. So irritating. Just yep, calm down yep. with that. And uh, some of the smoke, that whole thing, that whole line of the some of the smoke with uh, Kwame Brown was phenomenal. I'll finish up with this. I'm really hoping that uh, Chris Cody, whose birthday is on May 20th, uh, I hope that little Mia Gill makes her appearance tomorrow so that Chris and Mia will be birthday twins uh, and as will be with my lovely daughter, Madeline, who uh, celebrates a birthday on May 20th. So hopefully all three of those will be connected by a birthday, which would be May 20th. That would be really cool. And okay, do you think Chris gets excited that he shares a birthday or gets bummed out that the attention is taken away from him because it's his birthday? Greg would be upset. Chris would be thrilled. Oh, good answer. Good. And what do you think? Thrilled or upset? I, I actually, I have to agree with Mary there. Um, although I think it's easier to be angry at another adult sharing your birthday than it is with uh, a child. Yeah. Um, I actually have an interesting birthday story. I went to high school with a kid who was born on the same day as me. We were born in the same hospital and our mothers had the same first name. But I am 5'9 in Italian and he is 6'3 and definitely, definitely Irish. So there was no <laughs> switch at birth. But same hospital, same day, mother, same first name. It was always one of the things we were so shocked about. That's cool. That's really cool. Plus you have to figure the, the threshold for Cody joining a birthday had to be very low since he gets pineapples for his birthday. That's true. That's true. Mayor, did you say Billy Joel's name and his daughter Mia? That's crazy. That's <laughs> was, I mean, uh, your recommendation, Steak, that you'll catch that one later on too. A whole lot of inside jokes tonight. Breaking breaking news tonight, uh, uh, friends. Uh, Steak actually is the one who suggested Billy Gill's daughter's name, and he took the suggestion. So when it's revealed to everyone, uh, uh, Steak is the Steak is the genius behind that name. Uh, brilliant, brilliant job by you, yeah. Schweitz. Go I, ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in a in a sort of confusing way, in the way that Ant said, as far as people's names, I once was at a doctor and ordered to have a. Uh, cat scan so i get the cat scan i go to get the results and the doctor's like oh we actually ordered this for you by mistake we have a patient with your exact name with your exact birthday but you're a year apart oh weird so same same full name or just last name or first first and last name wow middle initial how common is the last name schweitz uh it's yeah, it's a general German name for somebody of okay. 
Swiss descent. So lots of lots of variations of it. You're the only one I've ever heard of but, before. Uh, yeah, not, it was a bit mind-boggling. Not familiar with it. All right, uh, thrilled or upset, Lou? Very uh, Chris. Um, I think Chris, low-key, on the inside, he'd be upset. Okay. Because that's, Chris that's Chris wants to celebrate himself. Chris right. wants, well, Chris wants someone to buy him the beers. So, you know, that that's what he wants. And he doesn't want, because if, if it's Billy Gill's kid, when they go out and they are happen to be together at the bar or the, wherever they're at, Chris gets no love and Chris wants all the love. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, uh, no matter how lovable and upbeat Chris is, he's still his father's son. So I think somewhere on the inside, he's like bummed out, you know, <laughs> he's bummed out a little bit. Allie, what do you think? So I think he'll, he would be upset, but I actually have a similar thing. So my husband and Lucy are one day apart. And even though they're one day apart, they're not born on the same day, they still technically share a birthday because I only get one cake. And it always says, happy birthday, Lucy. And it's always what she wants. It's basically oh, piss all no. over my husband. Your birthday doesn't matter. Only Lucy's Ooh. birthday matters. And it's forever oh, going to be man. that way, even though they're still one day apart. My birthday falls uh, in the middle of August. So there's no other like celebrations around, you know, like my brother was born two days after Christmas. Ooh. So his birthday Ooh. always got swallowed by all the festivities. Like people are burned out from, you know, from, from all the preparation for Christmas and rarely, you know, and all his friends would be like, you know, visiting family and stuff when his birthday rolled around. So he never really got a chance to celebrate it, but mine was like smack dab in the middle of summer with, with nothing else around nobody else's birthdays. My mom's My... birthday is on Christmas. It's December oh, twenty fifth. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that's a so. Did it's... she did she like that or no? Yeah, you know what? I don't think she would have really expressed it, but like it's so it's weird for like holidays because it's like. Okay, I gotta get mom and my mom a Christmas gift, and it's like, oh, and I gotta get her a birthday gift. But it's so weird because it's like technically, like you just gotta buy two gifts. But technically, it's 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 weird. It's just weird. But like, right. my my family's not too huge on celebrating their birthdays and things like that, so it's not they don't make a big deal about it. So it makes it even harder because now it's like, well, okay, whatever, you know, it's okay. What well, it is my birthday? But but then in the end, it's technically Jesus' birthday, so that's more important. So. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, uh, uh, big times are, uh, yeah. when it comes, when it comes to whose birthday is more important, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Ryan fan account thrilled or upset. Christy would be if he has to share a birthday with uh little Mia. Um, hmm. I feel like he is the type of guy that would be thrilled just cause he's overall just a happy dude. So that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think I think I think there's equal possibilities for all of these, honestly. Uh, and it might just be, you know, the day that you catch him on, whether he's bummed out like, oh, uh, I got to, you know, share the the shine with with, uh, every, you know, with this newborn. Everybody's going to, you know, of course, they're going to oogle and uh, uh, the the newborn baby versus me, uh, an oaf in his 30s or whatever. You know, the baby always gets to win that that. uh, um uh, uh contest basically so yeah there's equal equal chance either way all right who's got another topic this i was going to go ahead topic what if he had to share a birthday with whittingham would that make him feel worse (laughs) (laughs) or better oh 
Chris would go out of his way to make sure people don't remember that it's Whittingham's birthday. No, but the, the problem would be is that Whittingham would be so nice that he would be over like, no, guys, guys, it's Chris's birthday, right? And then that would make Chris even Chris Chris Cody even upset because now everybody is like uh, congratulating Witty for being so nice and not taking his birthday and giving it to Chris. That's such a good point. That's exactly how that would play out, Lou. So such a good, such a good play by play of that. All right, who's got another topic this week? I don't know if it's really a topic. I, I was thinking about it tonight. I was just like, and it's really random. Who would you want to thumb wrestle out of the Levitard show? Obviously, answer Stu Gotch with his little. That's what I say, Stu. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm not my thought. I would crush him. <laughs> Yeah, that that is okay. So, as far as who, who do you think would be the funnest at thumb wrestling? Because like we're all gonna say Stu as far as who we can beat, right? Because he's five foot nothing. And okay, Mayor, go ahead. I disagree. You know those wrestlers that are short and squatty. Those it's hard to get a like a fire plug. You just can't get a hold of them. So that little thumb, that little digit's gonna be hard to work around with. That's, it's that's, gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of girth there. Okay. The one that I think would be the most fun to thumb wrestle would, would be Roy because Roy would, because <laughs> he wouldn't be good at it, but because he would take it the most seriously and he would he would be there all for the, he would want all that smoke. He doesn't want some of the smoke. He wants every bit of it, and he would he would take you down. That's okay. Good answer. Good answer. Schweitz, go ahead. Is uh, Chris Winningham calling play-by-play on the thumb wrestling? Absolutely, he is. <laughs> because 100%. if Chris Winningham's calling play-by-play while we thumb wrestle, then it's worth it. Okay, yeah. That's, so that's you got to moves to the right, and uh, Billy Gill is strategizing what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, everybody start out, like, are there house rules to thumb war? You know how, like, you play rummy at somebody's house or you shoot pool at somebody's house? Like, does everybody have their own kind of regional rules that they grew up with when it comes to thumb war? Not really. I don't think so. No? Okay, it's well, one, one two, three, like, you four, can't five, do I declare thumb, thumb war. And then That's it, right? Three, you got to pin them for a three count, right? That's how we do it, it. Okay. And who calls the three count? The person pinning or the person you, getting yeah. pinned? The pinner. Okay. Not the pinning. And does it have to be the same speed in which you started it out, like, like one, two, three, four? You got to do a Mississippi. Okay. Okay. The Mississippi. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like, if I thumb wrestled you and I didn't know that, and I declared my own three count, and you would be like, no, because you didn't say Mississippi behind each number, like that would invalidate the win, right? Does everybody else play that way? Then we're getting all the other fingers involved. We're throwing hands. <laughs> Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We have we haven't had this many people on a on a midweek matches in forever, and this will be the shortest episode we've ever done. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the birthday thing because it, it's my birthday is June 22nd. It's usually like a day or two after Father's Day. Hey, that's close to and, my birthday, uh, stay. Yeah, and they when's your birthday? June 19th. Okay. So if you were a father, would they try to throw you a Father's Day birthday combo party? Because they tried to pull that shit on me once and it didn't fly. Oh no. So uh what's the what's the last thing you guys got for your birthday? Does anybody remember the last last thing they got? Drunk. <laughs> I remember uh, one time, a hangover. Remember, yeah, one time in college, my parents bought like my car registration because it was due in July, and that was Wait, it. That's the last what? thing I got. <laughs> they paid for my car registration, like for my license plate tag. It's like thirty-two bucks in North Carolina. It's expensive, so that was my birthday present that they paid for my license plate car inspection. That's funny as hell. All right, who's got some other? I got. Yep, thirty-two bucks. Jesus, in New York, it's like a buck sixty a year. North Carolina is a ripoff. That's why wow. I get Tennessee. That's why I claim Tennessee now for state tax because there is none. Lou, go ahead. Um, so when I first moved to Georgia, uh, the East Lake Golf Course is right down the street. And it's where they hold the uh, tour championship. My wife bought me tickets for all that, and I actually it was before I even before even this podcast, I actually invited Matt to come down. Because I had an act, no one was going to go with me that one of those days. And I was just like, I don't know anybody else in Georgia. So I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, hey, you want to come down to the tour championship? I get an extra ticket. I think you had, yeah, they uh, it, it had something the, going on. It was a Friday, I had high school football. Yeah. Or, or I'd have been down there. Trust me. Yeah. That's a, a it's hell, been such a priority a for us though. to get together. Now it's been over a year and we still haven't done it. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I've Not met too. Mayor Matt and you're so much closer to him. You know, so much closer. Good birthday, birthday presents. Last year, yeah. My birthday last year, I got uh, four shirts from StugatsArmy.com. <laughs> nice. That was that was such a smooth smooth plug right there. Uh, <laughs> Mike Ryan fan account. What'd you get for your birthday last year? I got a hat. That's it. A hat? What like what kind of hat? Did it have a dinosaur on it or? Yeah, like a little sports dinosaur. Hell yeah. Where did you get from? I don't know. My wife got it. Okay. Did you don't you don't did it have like a brand to it or old no, maybe? No nope. yeah. shop shop lower after hours dot com. What kind of dinosaur was it? I don't know, T Rex. <laughs> Wait no, come on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you, what do you mean? It can't just be like a T Rex. Like, it's very specific. Like, a T Rex is a T Rex versus like a Brontosaurus or like a Stegosaurus or Triceratops. Triceratops can't be like, yeah. I don't know, maybe a Tyrannosaurus Rex. We all know what those look like. <laughs> what was it, Micron fan account? Come on, man. Okay, my he is he is receded to our our listeners at home. He has receded into the darkness. I think he's uh, I think we got as much out of him as we're gonna get tonight. Um, my wife got me actually the uh, I used to do this podcast on this awful little wooden chair, and my ass would 
be completely numb by the time we got off of the hour long zoom. So she got me like this nice lazy boy brand office chair to uh, slide back here in the walk-in closet where I record from. So that's what I got last year and a pair of rainbow flip-flops, which uh, are fantastic. I highly recommend those. I have a pair of rainbow. What color? Um, they're like the camel Rainbow. color, I think. They're not technicolor. Uh, they're not the colors of the rainbow, but, uh, yeah, they're fantastic. First pair of flip-flops I've owned as an adult. Um, I never, never liked them, never bought a pair for myself. And, uh, I don't wear them very often, like out in public, but around the house, having something to slip on, uh, they're fantastic. Mayor, you are heavily yeah. disagreeing with me right now. Yeah, I've never, I've never worn a pair of flip flops outside of my house or out, off, off my own property. See, that's that's basically what I use them for. Is just around the house, out in public. Like I just feel kind of like I feel like a doofus. Like I, I see other people in flip flops, and I'm like, that looks good. Like they they're rocking those. They they look fantastic. But I feel like a complete shit. See, I like sandals because sometimes when I have to go to the grocery store right up the street and I don't have my socks and shoes on, I can just throw them on and right. head up the street. That's why I like some of my sandals because it's it's just easy. I don't have to put – if I don't – my socks are somewhere else. I don't want to have to go find socks and put on my New Balances. Right. It's going to put on the sandals and walk up the street. Yeah, you go slip on sandals. That's different than flip-flops. I'm talking about like the ones with all your feet hanging out. Just put that put that away. Like the Adidas ones, or the, the I'm talking the about the ones that goes between your your big toe and your. So your, those are thongs, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't I, that I, what you technically call those? Yes. Um, the uh, first. Go ahead. Totally inappropriate. I'm gonna say it. You should never. If you're a man, nobody should ever be able to see your feet when you're in public. <laughs> Thank you. I uh I I don't disagree with you. Although I do see uh, again. I disagree. I I do live at the beach. So like the, the you know beach culture is very pervasive here and stuff, um, but it is freeing. It is kind of nice. And when you get to a certain age, like I just don't give a shit anymore. Uh, so I will I will rock a pair of flip flops every once in a while to the grocery store, primarily around my house. Where does everybody um, stand on Crocs? I'm for uh, very carefully. Crocs are fantastic. I just <laughs> ordered a pair for my youngest. I'm so I just okay. I just found a pair in a pickup truck the other day that I'm going to disinfect <laughs> and wear around the house. Um, <laughs> so that that's I'm I have yet to experience them, but I hear it's like walking on a uh, cloud. Here, well, do you, do you just get to keep like how? What is the rule on keeping things? Because it seems like you just like it's like oh hey, I found this like change in the car. I'm going to keep it. Like what is the rule in? I detail cars that are going on our lot. I don't detail the public's cars. Okay. So they're, they're cars that either got traded in weeks ago or we bought at auction. So I found a bunch of ammo in a truck today. Um, I found a pair of Crocs the other day. I found uh, I've uh, found an iPad before, um, iPhones. I found uh, hundreds of dollars before. And at this point, the chain of command is like, is, is, or the, the chain of custody of the vehicle is like uh, three or four steps removed. So I just get to keep everything. The chain of custody is that it's currently owned by your employer. I don't want to get you in trouble, <laughs> but it's like, dear God, I actually need to be like, you know, there's a store here. There's a, there's actually a place called Scott's, Scottsboro, Alabama. 
to be at Scottsville where they take all the unclaimed baggage from airport from yes, airlines. I've heard about this. And they basically you just go to this place and you just rummage through everybody's lost luggage and and buy things there. But that's it is Scottsboro now that I say it again. But that sounds like that sounds like what you need to open up a store up there in Wilmington. <laughs> that is it's just Will's found crap in cars that he's detailing. It, uh, I, I could I could keep it pretty steadily stocked, I think, uh, uh, if I were to open a little storefront like that. But yeah, you are. I guess you're right. It is technically my employers, except my employer doesn't no, want doesn't want any of this stuff because 99 percent of it is just junk. Right. Like today, along with all that ammo I found, I probably found probably one hundred and fifty bucks worth of ammo. Um, and then I found a bunch of prescription bottles were filled with nothing quarters and it was all like hidden in this compartment in the back seat of this truck. Uh, so I guess the do people forget it is what confounds me the most is that people trading their vehicles in are not looking through their vehicles before trading them in. That's crazy. Have you found anything illegal in you know, I don't ammo that was found by that convicted felon in that car that he turned in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, no, like I've I found random pills before, but whether they were illicitly gained or they were, you know, uh, prescription or whatever, I'm not sure uh, if detailed quite a few cars that uh, smell like marijuana. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's basically legal at this point largest amount of cash you found in a vehicle uh i think 160 bucks probably will is it based on so like do, do you split it between the shop or is it like this is my will this is your car so if i get to keep everything in this car you know you know john gets to keep everything in that car is that how is that how it works yep whatever car that you happen to, to grab the keys to you get to keep whatever's in it and sometimes you know like i've we've we've also found like you know i have a nice expensive raincoat that i got out of a car before uh i've got uh, my coworker has an ipad that he uses all the time that he found in a vehicle that thankfully wasn't locked um is that coworker poop juice uh, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, that is a uh, th not even a callback. That's to uh, Jort Center uh, callback right there. Thank you, Schweitz. Um, I've got. I found a really nice hunting knife the other day. That $110 brand new, and this thing had never even been taken out of the case. So we find random stuff all the time. Uh, and, you know, we'll find credit cards and stuff, too, that haven't expired. And we we always destroy those. I am not trying to jail for uh, using somebody's uh, debit or credit card. My new, my new dream job is to work at Will's detailing shop just to see <laughs> what stuff I can get. Just to see what you find? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, friends, we're going to wrap it up right there. We're going to land the plane. Uh, where can we find everybody? I'm going to start with you, Ant. Ask Diana on Twitter. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Steak Sauce, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at I am Kevinito. Hell yeah. All right, Cincinnati Lou, where can we find you? I am Stuart's Army 790. Excellent, excellent. Mike Ryan fan account, where can we find you at? Uh, Mike Ryan, then you put fan, and then I'm right there. I'm Teletubby. Put the Hell blue yeah. wire on it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Schweitz, where can we find you on Twitter? At Schweitz. 
and Mayor Matt. Well, you can find me at Santini Matt online. And remember to check out all the other podcasts we have here with Blue Wire. Uh, a whole lot of different options for you under the Lower After Hours universe. I want to thank uh, Cincinnati Lou for joining us tonight. And you can tell us where we could find some great gear that is Lower themed. If you're looking for a nice hat and shirt combo, I suggest shop.lowerafterhours.com. Thank you so much, Cincinnati Lou. And uh, Allie joined us earlier. You can find her at Allie Dawson, A-L-Y-D-A-W-S-O-N-1-4 on Twitter. And don't forget to follow our account, uh, Lower After Hours, on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week.